Um, we've put a number of offers on the table. I mean, we've increased our offer about seven or eight times since we began this process 11 months ago. Um, most recently, last week, we actually proposed various options or alternatives that they could consider, including the, the original three-month uh, offer or the final one that we had made. Uh, we also then offered an extended five-year um, option and then five-year with a profit share, a 5% profit share on top of that, which would be mean that employees would then benefit when the, uh, the mines were generating uh, profits. They would get 5% of those profits in, the, in times of good. And, and, and just out of curiosity, uh, what would that amount to looking at uh, your latest dividends that were paid out? What, what would profit share 5% of that have been? Listen, um, it, it would be quite significant, but obviously it would be spread out over a number of people. But, um, for instance, at Marikana, which is our PGM operations, um, we've got a 3.8% profit share there. And uh, the employees at Marikana benefited from about a 400, uh, well, close to 400 million rand um, this, in the last year. Yeah, it is quite sizable, 400 million, and shared among how many employees at that operation? So that's uh, about 30,000 people at that operation, uh, 25,000 actually. Um, the gold operations have got about 31,000, but it's difficult to give an idea of what the uh, profit share would be. It would be specific to the gold operations because we've had numerous, so many disruptions over the last few years, obviously starting in 2019. Uh, with the AMCU strike that went on for five months, and that that uh, impacted on profitability. Then we had COVID and the COVID lockdowns, which impacted 2020 and 2021. So, you know, we can only give an idea on a forward-looking basis, but it would be a substantial uh, benefit over and above the guaranteed increases we've offered uh, if we can get these mines operating stably and back to profitability. So speaking of, and, and, and I think uh, you would be very well aware, uh, Mr. Wellset, of uh, some of the consternation around your CEO and uh, that uh, 300 million rand payout mm. that was given to him. So if you're talking 400 million to be shared among 20 odd thousand workers, yet one person could receive, uh, uh, you know, through bonuses and share options and whatever else, 300 million rand worth of a payment from the mine, uh, you do understand how that looks. The optics of that yeah. isn't great. So it's not quite clearly understood, and there's a lot of confusion about this. Everybody keeps referring to payouts. He wasn't paid from profits uh, that the mine made. Um, obviously, he would have received dividends like any other shareholder. What happens, and the same with many executive remuneration uh, schemes in, across industries globally, is that there's a portion of guaranteed pay like we have offered our, our employees, and then there's a portion that is uh, share price or shares. So our shareholders like executives to be aligned with their interests, so they own shares, they want executives to own shares, so that they, they get a sense that the decisions we make are in their interests as well, because we will be then motivated to act in their interests. And over the course of the, you know, it's a three-year period that these shares that were granted, and it's not money, it's shares that were granted in 2017 and 2018, uh, vest over three years in equal amounts. And what happened over that period is we grew the company from a South African-only gold company to 
into an international diversified mining company, one of the biggest PGM producers in the world uh, with, with operations across the globe. And uh, we increased our market cap from about 10 billion when we listed to about 150 billion rand currently. So uh, 15 times uh, uh, multiple. So there's been significant value that's accrued uh, to shareholders and other stakeholders over that period. Remember, we inherited these gold operations. They had about an eight-year life. And now, 10 years later, we've, we've still got 10 to 13 years' life at these operations. So we've saved 31,000 jobs and given them 10 years more employment. And the same with the PGM operations. So there's been significant value accrued, and, and that's uh, where the benefits to Mr. Froneman and other executives came from. It was from a 560% increase in the share price. Mm. So, so let me tell you what it sounds like. What I'm, what I'm hearing from you, Mr. Wellstead. You saying, um, just from what you've said to me now, what it sounds like to me as I'm receiving it. Mm. The workers should be happy that we have saved their jobs and we've managed to keep this mine going and it is now profitable and therefore they will benefit by continuing to have jobs and they should be grateful for what we are offering them. And as for the executive pay, that is, of course, in line, in standard uh, with whatever is done uh, in common practice across the world. These are the the agreements that we've entered into with said executives. And if we're going to hold on to them, then this is what we have to do. Am I summing that about that up correctly? Not strictly. Um, so the, the offer that we've made to our employees in year three, currently the 850 per year, uh, per month each year, will add one and a half billion rand to our to our wage bill. One and a half billion every year. Um, the demands that the unions have made add another billion rand to that. So two and a half billion rand. Uh, Mr. Froneman, as I said, benefited this year um, over this period because there was a 560% increase in the share price. But that's one source. Our share price has gone from 72 rand last year when the share is vested. It's now 46. So that, that's not going to be the same situation going forward. With the guaranteed pay that the unions are demanding, effectively we fix an additional billion rand every year for the next 10 years into our cost base. So that, that uh, takes off a billion rand of value that we had planned in those operations in order to continue those operations. It means that we may have to close some of those operations early because they'll be loss-making, and that means that people will be without jobs earlier than planned, and that will impact communities, it will impact small businesses that rely on the operations, and it will also impact local and national uh, economies. So there's big consequences from these kind of moves. It's not a function of just 250 rand difference. It's billions of rand that we're talking about here. And, you know, with that said, um, some of the reports that I've seen is that the mine has said um, that you are willing to, you know, hold steady and drag this out for as long as you must. Is that correct? Not at all. So what we said is that... um, you know, the gold operations are a small part of our overall business. They only contribute 6% to our earnings. We are not going to make decisions or be bullied and intimidated by the unions or anyone else into making decisions that impact on the sustainability of our operations. The biggest problem we've got in South Africa is unemployment. 
we are trying to avoid contributing to that problem. And by accepting these unreasonable double-digit increases that the unions are demanding, it will shorten the lives of the operations. It will result in more unemployment and create greater hardship for communities. So we are saying that we won't be bullied in this way, which is what the unions are trying to do. And we can hold up because we do have profitable operations and we've got a very sound balance sheet. Why isn't anybody asking the unions why they haven't adjusted their demands at all in the last 10 months when we've made so many attempts to, to, uh, to offer different proposals? I think that is the question. You should maybe go back to the union leadership, asking why are they, how is this in the interest of their members? We know their members don't want to strike. This is leadership that's driving the strike in their own interest. So... Of course, I will ask that when we do get to them to ask it. But I want to know from you, you don't think that sounds particularly, um, you know, um, unsympathetic and, 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 and as if you don't care about the plight of the workers, uh, you know, by saying that, you know, yes, you yeah. can. You can hold out because this, this, of course, is a profitable organization. Let me ask you, Mr. Wellstead, in terms of executive pay, how much increase have the executives at Sibanya Stillwaters been offered? Over the last four years, five years, we've received 5% maximum. Uh, in fact, last year, uh, uh, it was less than 5%. So I think Ms. Fernman came in at 4.8%. We pegged it at below inflation in order to, for exactly that reason. 4.8% um, of how much? And that is exactly, we, we actually paid our employees in December and in April back pay. So we've given them the money that they would have earned if they'd accepted our offer in order to assist them through this period because we understand the financial hardship that they're going through. We've done a poll with our employees and 85% of them want to accept our offer and return to work. But it is the union leadership that is not allowing them. They go to a stadium, they have a mass meeting, five people or, or ten people put up their hands and say they want to strike, and everybody else is too intimidated to, to uh, push back against it. So, so uh, uh, please enlighten me. You say um, for the CEO, 4.8%, per did you say? 4.6%, how much? Well, yes, for this, for this last, for this, this current period, Previously, it's been kept at 5%, the increases, uh, annual increases for... Of for how much? Management. Of how much? What is his base 5%. salary? 5% of how much? Listen, uh, his, his base salary is, is 13 million rand, I think. Ooh. Okay. 5% for 13 million. And, and the lowest paid worker at Sibanya, how much do they earn? So they earn about, uh, well, they earn about 16,000 uh, rand a month. So with the increases that we've offered, which are higher than inflation, it's actually 7.8% in the first year, um, 74 in the second year, and 68 wow. in the third year. Mr. So Wellstead. They'll be earning 247,000 rand a year average salary for entry-level worker. And, 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 and you don't think, as Sibania Stillwater, that that is a huge problem, that discrepancy of 16,000 rand per month to 13 million rand. You don't think that is a problem? You don't see that this will continue to create friction amongst the workers and uh, the, uh, the, 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 the management and, of course, the um, executives at the mine? You don't think that's a problem? 
it's, it's not only at our mind, like I said. This yeah, is no, I know it's not only at your mind, but I'm, I'm talking about everywhere. your... Yes, um, but in your case... Government officials earn much more than the, the civil servants, etc. Civil servants are demanding 10% now. The government's pushing back against that. We do try to improve. We have tried to improve the situation for our employees. Uh, in fact, employee uh, uh, entry-level employee wages have gone up by 80%. Uh, since we took over these operations. So we are trying to close that gap. But remember, we need to consider the sustainability of the operations and unemployment. If we gave these kind of increases, there will be job losses. And I'm not sure that that's in the national interest. So we are trying to preserve jobs. The only way we can uh, create wealth and uplift people is to grow the economy. Telling them more is not the solution. We've got to create jobs. And the only way we can create jobs is if we're possible and can invest in the future of the uh, industry.